Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Do you seek purpose? Is your spirit a shameful pit of nothingness? Do you yearn for a community with a shared understanding of truth? The story promises this and so much more. I'm Pastor Andrew. I'm Brother Reed. And I'm Sister Callista. Join us every Tuesday to worship in the truth of the story. Hear the story. Listen to the gospel of its mystery. The story has great plans for you. For your family. And your enemies. Because the story has been written. And the story must be told. The The story story must must be be told. The Story Must Be Told is a spooky, unsettling short story podcast. New episodes every Tuesday on the Last Podcast Network. Find us on Twitter at TSMBTPod and revel in the truth of the story. Gotta get up, gotta get out, gotta get home before the morning comes. What if I'm late? Got a big thing. Make gotta it get stop, Daddy. Up, make, the, make the mean clown I'm stop singing. Got a big day, so I can't stay. I gotta run, run, yeah. Jackie, why are you making fun of what somebody would sound like if they were a bad singer? Why are you doing this right now? You sh- you just saw Elton John. You should be inspired by his voice to be better. And instead, you got yourself tonsillitis because you're selfish. I'm selfish. I'm selfish. I, I blame Elton John. I will say the jokes I made in the... Um, in the uh, emergency room, they didn't think we're very funny um, about what I had gotten at the Elton John concert. Because, man, I uh, I made a lot of jokes about... Um, I made a lot of jokes at the nurses. They didn't appreciate it. <laughs> when I went into this to the emergency room once with strep throat and I described my symptoms, the doctor asked me if I had been giving a lot of oral sex lately. Ah, I thought it was ooh. an inappropriate question. And I think I might have refused to answer. I was like, that's irrelevant. What? And then she gave me medicine instead of for strep throat. She gave me medicine for gonorrhea. <laughs> See, that's what she I don't was, understand. That was a bit of a judgy, judgy nurse. She I'm made up gonna... her mind when she saw me. You were giving her bedroom eyes. Uh. Maybe you think that maybe it was your fault. Also, thank you, Holden McNeely from Wizard and the Bruiser. What's up, Faux Welcome, Holden. Dude, I went to the New York City emergency room one time for a nosebleed that wouldn't stop. 
Uh, oh my god, that scary. Story. It would bleed profusely from my face like every hour. Um, I can't even watch Frasier anymore because I used to watch. I watched it during that time as a way to try to comfort myself, and now I associate it with just <laughs> blood gushing my face. And I remember a couple of things about my emergency room visit. I was there for hours. I was there for oh, like yeah. eight hours because it's bleeding one stop, and they just kept shoving shit up into my oh, nose. Which gotta hurt, be there for hours. Hurt so bad. And I remember there was an Asian gentleman next to me who would just was just shit and blood. And he just waited way too long to go to the hospital. So he was having a whole issue all day. And they told him they were going to move him to, like, his own room. And, like, I left and then had to come back because the bleeding didn't stop. And he was still there, like, 10 hours later. I remember also the fun man. This is very page 7. I remember also the fun man uh, who was just screaming about his heroin addiction in the corner of the room. It was, (laughs) like, you would write a scene about a New York emergency room and it would be exactly what had there was a drunk guy that everyone had to hold down at one point he was like yeah come at me now yeah, come at. it was a fucking war zone i would never wish that upon my greatest enemy have to be a doctor at that fucking fuck house of an emergency room to add a visual to it in the new york i've been to several but in one of the new york emergency rooms i went to instead of a door at the ER, they had a garbage bag taped covering the door, kind of flapping in the wind, and oh in duct tape letters, duct tape letters spelling out the word triage on the garbage bag. <laughs> that was the door to the triage. <laughs> it is as if uh, it's like outbreak. Like twenty four seven, it is just like a compl- like it is. I don't understand when you see stuff like that in New York. Like if you go there, or if you go to like a busy post office, or if you go to like the DMV, you just go, "How the hell does anything ever How? happen? How does it all not just implode on itself? People just losing their minds left and right. Like it, it just doesn't even make any sense. I can't believe the world works. Yeah, you know." Especially Jackie. in an emergency type situation, New York is the worst place mm-hmm. to be. So if you are the one that is sick, surrounded by other people, you're just like, man, this sucks. It's a real Everything hodgepodge. Everything sucks. Everything's yeah. a nightmare. And all of the doctors are like year one. Yeah, like, Because that's their that's torture. True. That's their like, <laughs> oh, earn your stripes in the emergency room in New York City. Although, right. th- because of that, I have had a number of quite hot docs, as I like to call okay. them. Yeah, so that's an one girl. upside. Yeah, you looking for some duct tape triage. <laughs> Jackie, Ugh, I'm so sorry that, that you're so sick. You're like, you're really, you had to go to the ER, you're so sick? I was, yeah, I got, I got allergic to an antibiotic. It was like a whole thing, but you know what? It really makes you treasure not being, like when you're not as brutally ill as you were before, then you're like, you know what? This isn't so bad. Right. I can actually move. How quickly we forget that just being not sick is a gift. It's you know a I gift, mean? man. And, and it's just, but then I watch so much TV in that time because like I actually like Jeff had to carry me from the bed to the couch just for me to like move because I kept complaining I was like I'm gonna get bed sores he's like you're not gonna get bed sores (laughs) because I know that you I know this is hard to imagine but I'm pretty annoying when I'm really sick (laughs) no you sound I decided that the voice you're doing right now it sounds like the voice I do if I'm talking about a guy who I used to hook up with who I hate like oh I'm a I'm a guy who thinks I'm so cool like that's that's <laughs> wait, your that's voice. your wait that's your voice that's for the voice exes? yeah for exes your voice now is my voice for exes oh I'm a I'm a drummer 
I'm a man. I'm, I'm a drummer. I'm <laughs> such a good drummer. Mine's kind of mine's my ex girlfriend voice is pretty similar to my Jackie impression. When she's like, Yeah, yeah, you fucking beat the shit. And I'm a fuck. Oh, y'all Freya. <laughs> at least, you know, at least I don't sound like that right now. All I kept thinking of, I went, I put on makeup because I was like, Holden is going to have a field day with me sounding mm-hmm. like this. Yes. So if I have you, to at least have makeup if on. If you looked how you sounded, I would set this building on fire and sit Indian style in the middle like a Buddhist monk protest. I would. And I would take a picture of it. And it would be on the new Rage Against the Machine album. That's how oh my bad God, it would be. Not on the new Rage. I would the new be rage. honored. And they'd be like, oh, the government sucks, yo. The government sucks. You know what I mean? And everybody'd how be like, dare you go against my Rage? <laughs> I don't want to talk about Rage. I want to talk about Elton fucking John, dude. 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 John was so. I mean, it's. I see, that's the thing is I was starting to come down with this and I didn't give a fuck about how bad I felt. I was like, pop, I like, Henry and I got cheaped out of our fucking blintzes and we had. And you saw Kesha? We saw Kesha. You saw Kesha? She saw Kesha. What? Oh my God. Is Elton John? Yeah. No shit. Well, Kesha was just there to watch. Oh, Kesha was just there to watch. I got all the inside scoops, Molly. Holy, I'm so glad. Can I say I'm so glad we're talking about Elton John and not Maroon 5? But, like, let's (laughs) let's stay on Elton John. Let's stay on Elton John. We're going to do the compliment sandwich that is talk about Elton John, go into Maroon 5, and then end with Elton John. So that we can cleanse the palate. All right. Good. It's all out to John, dude. And it was so crazy because Henry is sitting there because we're just so stoned. And he's staring off. And I look where he's staring. I was like, Henry, why are you just staring at Kesha? And he's like, oh, God. Oh, God. He's, she saw me staring at her. I was just staring off into space. She doesn't know how stoned I am. I was like, everyone knows how stoned we are. Everyone is as stoned as we are. We are like, I mean, I cried five times. You yeah. know what? Elton John actually cried. Really? During it. It's because it's his final Because it's his final one and also he's performed at the forum twenty five times and so it, during a lot of his songs they would show him at the forum on that stage throughout his entire career Whoa. playing those songs and That's at awesome. one point he just he started to cry and he's like, I just can't he's like, It's starting to finally hit me. That this is the last time I'm playing here. Holy shit, you must have cried so much harder once he said that. Oh my god, and also I'm watching Kate Beckinsale lose her mind, Amanda (laughs) Peet was there, and she was hammered. (laughs) And, um, which also, man, Amanda Peet, she's so thin and she's so beautiful, but she can pack it away. And Henry almost cried when he saw Weird Al Yankovic in the audience. Um, <laughs> yeah. He was just like, he's so tall. Look at his hair. I was like, yeah, I know. I see his hair, Henry. <laughs> Wait, where did you get your deets from, Holden? You talked to Henry? Oh, already? I talked to Henry about it. He oh, gave okay. me all the details. Um, he just pretty much said everything you just said. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, it but that great. is so fun. What were the highlight songs? I mean, all of it. It was insane. Like, even the B-sides were fucking great. It's yeah. just... I I mean I Levon is definitely one of my favorite. I think that is my hands down favorite Elton John song. And they turned it into this song that like it was like twenty minutes long. And usually I hate a jam band, but the way that they did it and then like kept bringing it back was really amazing. And just because like. I have a lot of, like, I was going to name my first child Levon, like, with my ex and, like, the whole thing, so I'm crying because of that. And it was, like, <laughs> it was a lot of, 
It was a lot of tears. And then I also found out the next morning how brutally sick I was. So maybe that had something to do with it. Jackie, I'm surprised uh, to know that you're not um, into jam pants. You're not a noodler. You're not into the uh, string cheese incident. Is it on your list of... Top is this surprising band? to you with the way I talk? You know what? I'm not against a fish. It's just I'll <laughs> listen to a fish, but I'm not going to see them in concert. Well, I mean, the the key is, much like you and Elton John, but even though you probably didn't need it as much for that, you just have to be so inebriated on such a level. You have to be on, like, three different things at least and just be so on cloud xenon in yeah. order to really be, like, walk away from a fish show and be like, that was great. But if you do that... It will be great. It will be a really fun time. You just have to let go of the idea of ever leaving the arena and yeah. the idea that it just will ethereal just be music yeah, happening at you. Yeah, that you'll like never you. smile ever again. Yeah. You know, you just, just give into that. And you just got to stay away from that dude, the, the fucking uh, dude with Cheetos in his beard and his fucking all like the crusty dude who's just like, oh man, in 97 they did this one and fucking, and they did a four hour version of fucking Bird Boy oh. and, and man. Oh. The funny thing is every scene has its snobs. I bet there's even icy like juggalo snobs where literally they'll gate there's gatekeepers in every even the most open like fish just come and feel the music and it's free man it's free love and then you get there and they'll be like oh you don't even know this album oh (laughs) you know what i mean and it's weird but anyways get off of your hole for a second i was (sighs) at a uh, a new year's party on uh new year's day 2017 and somebody there had i was like how was your new year's and she was like 13 weeks pregnant and she had spent her New Year's Eve at like a midnight fish concert with her husband because mm-hmm. her husband was a fish Ooh, fan. Uh-huh. Send him with someone else. Yes, and so she was sober and like in Ooh. the part of pregnancy when you're like, don't feel that good. Mm-mm. And so crucially sober. I just kept being like, are you, were you, did you, did you decide it was okay to get a little high? Sober as a church mouse at a fish can concert. You, you can, is it no good with the, with a, a, a being Thick with child <laughs> and smoking just a little bit of marijuana. Some people do, but okay. she, you know, she opted not to. And but she did have to go to the fish concert. And Ugh, I, I would say no to it. that. No. You can't yeah. do that sober, especially a late concert. Like I can't even hang out at a good friend's wedding that late when I was pregnant. Like no. if it's New Year's Eve, they're playing for at least four hours. <laughs> oh, that's probably like more like five or six hours. Yeah, because they'll play through the ball drop. They'll keep it going. Yeah. That's like their big night, dude. Yeah. I've been to, I haven't been to actual New Year's Fish, but I've been to uh, Fish during the New Year's run at Madison Square Garden because <laughs> they do it there. My brother's like a big fish head. I used to love fish in like high school and college and kind of f- fell out of it, but I'll still go see them incredibly high and hopefully on, like I said, some other stuff. Gotta you know be what high. I mean? I'll You're crazy. high. Yeah. And, and, and. Uh yeah, it it uh, I've been to it. It is it is exhausting. It is just hours of of content. I guess we'll call it. <laughs> it's too much. It's just too. They much. are content producers. Yes. I saw what is that other one? Spaghetti times at uh, the Royal. Dude, I I think um uh the spaghetti incident right or um what is it's it noodles, string cheese incident. Noodles I, for that Jesus. Is, yeah. That is string cheese incident. Is my, probably my least favorite name for a band of all time. Sounds like a band name that like 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 a. 14 year old would come up with it is literally the band yeah. that people who are like oh you listen to grateful dead and fish well i'm into that like i'm in the end shit 
I'm in that like I'm like in deep with jam bands, so I'm a string cheese fan. There's nothing wrong if you're into it. It's only if you're a snobbery about it. If you're a snobbery about it, then it's like, well, go go right. eat it's a like, bale I of do, hay. I do string. Fuck all that fish and dead and stuff. I do string cheese instant. And you're like, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> Yeah, I can't badmouth the noise band people, though, because they're everywhere. You yeah. never know when you're about to be talking I mean, to a I fish get person. It. Yeah, it's true. I always have to be like, yeah, I, but I can speak towards it. I've been to multiple shows. Yeah. Phil Lesh and Friends. I remember I, my first uh, jam band uh, show was Phil Lesh and Friends 420 show in Charlotte. Um, it was the first time I saw people just, like, openly selling weed in the parking lot. Like, really, you know, it was, like, mind-blowing to me. I was, like, in high school, you know. My brother took me, and... It was like, oh, well, you could just, like, be in this community. Yeah, communities you know? are great. That's the thing. I like also, like, I'm interested in however, communities, wherever they are, like, and they, they are really neat to me. Like, I love uh, kind of getting glimpses into different religious communities and different cultural communities. And so I, I get the fish thing has, like, they have, like, a very strong community. Molly, you would love this book. I'm going to recommend it to you right now, okay? It's called, it's called You Don't Know Me, But You Don't Like Me. Uh, and it's literally a guy who follows around fans of both Fish and Insane Clown Posse for like several years and gets like way deep into the community and it's a fun as shit read and that it's sounds really good. interesting. That sounds really totally interesting. Towards, yeah. yeah, it totally speaks towards what you're talking about. I loved this book. Because I'm kind of like, I was a fish head at one point. I'm like a low-key juggalo. Like, <laughs> I am like, I am like into it. I really want to go to a gathering. Marcus and Juggalos I always talk about rule. going Holden, to a gathering. They got great Holden, class ICP. Uh, what is a juggalo? I don't know. That's what it is. Well, fuck the fine. No, what is a juggalo? Um, yeah. <laughs> great Malenko. Um, what else? Ha, 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 ha. Great Malenko. We're going chicken hunting. Going I know chicken you guys hunting. love ICP so much. It is fun <laughs> to like something that is so, uh, I mean, where I come from, we hate juggalos. Ha, 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 I, ha, 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 Fuck you, wicked clowns. What to say what's up to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In my family... A snitch fix means you be fixing to sleep with the fishes. I got my ghoul. But that's not to be confused with Stitch Fix, an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. So make sure Cousin Tony enunciates when he's spouting off his birthday wish list. Oh, forget about it. It's a gonna a fit of your lifestyle. <laughs> Just go to stitchfix.com slash page seven and tell them your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you want to spend on each item. You'll be paired with your very own personal stylist who will handpick items to send right to your door. You know, it dazzles me every month that I can throw out a vague term such as Renaissance at the stylist over at Stitch Fix and then run with it. It's like they got magic shoes on. My latest fix had a t- a dye white leopard print bedazzled scarf in it that would go perfectly with any outfit I am trying to win the affections of a ruggedly handsome underneath the genocide dictator in. Rip the tip on that packy. Try on your items. Pay only for what you love and return the rest. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. 
There's no subscription required. You can sign up to receive scheduled shipments or get your fix whenever you want. Stitch Fix's styling fee is only $20, which is applied toward anything you keep from your shipment. So get started now at stitchfix.com slash page seven, and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash page seven to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash page seven. I've learned I've learned to appreciate most juggalos, but you know when you c- grow up in a town that's filled with really shithead juggalos, you're like, oh, I hate juggalos so much. What were the? Do you remember names? Do you remember like deets on the shithead juggalos at all? Or I I just remember this dude that he would re- only be referred to as Fat Boy, but if you called him <laughs> Fat Boy Slim, he would lose his fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, don't call yourself Fat Boy in the late '90s, early 2000s if you're g- expecting to not be called Fat Boy Slim. That's not how it's gonna fucking go, you asshat. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, no, we had people in our family. It was that's a whole other thing. See, but I get it though because you know, guys, we've been really shitting on. We have always we haven't shit on horse girls, but we've had our things to say about horse girls. <laughs> but I will say that I watched Free Rain Valentine's Day episode. I watched a lot on Netflix this weekend, guys. I just I need you to know. I want to hear living. like the recap. Of the yeah, of what you what you saw, like what 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 stood out? Any um, surprises? I will say highlights, lowlights. That <laughs> yeah, highlights, lowlights. <laughs> in free reign, Valentine's Day. Um, the Pony Squad is out looking for Gamma's Maidenstone, and do they say words like "That's horsome"? And they go, "Oh my God, hey, amazing!" Wait, and I'm sorry. I- can we can we pause for a second? <laughs> no. I I can't. <laughs> I just, I'm just gonna need a bit of a clarifying. Uh, you're gonna have to just tell me a little bit about the program you're talking about because it sounds like I need to watch it immediately. It is. I honestly don't even know if it. I thought it was very, very, very funny, but I think that Holden, you might be, feel weird watching a bunch might- of like British fourteen-year-old girls riding around on ponies. No, that sounds legal, right? Yeah, well, this that's is totally fine. The the actual like description of this. So this is this is a show called Free Rain, and it follows these four girls that are in the Pony Squad. Reality show or a fiction show? It's fiction. It's, it's fiction. fiction. Okay. And um, <laughs> even they, worse, <laughs> some reason it would have been kind of better if it was real. Yeah. The fact that someone sat down and wrote, and you know what? I can tell it's definitely like a weird, gross middle aged man who wrote this show. Why do For I feel sure. like for sure? Because they don't talk the way. 14-year-olds are supposed to talk whatsoever. Even even 14-year-old horse girls, they're still 14-year-old girls, you know? Like, I think that sometimes the horse girls are portrayed in a way, yes, that, that... that 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 adult men might think that they talk, and yes, fourteen-year-old horse girls are a very specific type of person, and I yes. remember them well. And what? I was I was never a horse girl, but I was I was like much less cool even than horse horse girls. girl adjacent. I was horse girl adjacent in the sense of like I liked to pretend that I was a cat for like long yeah, okay. periods of time. Oh wow! Wait a second. Okay, <laughs> not, at, not at when school? I was fourteen, oh, but like right. when I was like in fourth grade. Like right. my best friend was a horse girl. 
And so she'd be like, let's play horses. And I'd be like, well, I'll be a cat, you know. You'll be the cat on the farm that's You're sort of like. You're the barn cat. Yeah. 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 But like we were still too old to be playing pretend that way. Like fourth grade is too old to be playing horses in the woods. I could see that. I could see that. I definitely at one point had to like hide my action figures because I was like playing with them way too late. <laughs> I was like high school or so probably. I like pulled them out. Like my mom kept trying to put them into the attic to like put them away for good. And I kept pulling them out and like playing with them and then hiding them under like my pillow. And then one time I walked to my room and they were not under my pillow. They're very comforting. That's she so shamed embarrassing. Me. She shamed me. <laughs> Took your doing. action figures away, let you play with them. Who cares? The death of imagination in the child is one of the greatest <laughs> things I grapple with inside and out. That's why that movie made me cry so much. I remember being in high school and like looking at my dollhouse and, and being like, could I still? play with it like I loved it and I had little people in there and it still was in my room but I hadn't played with it but I would like think about it I'd be like I could just sit down and play with the doll it's definitely one of those things where even as a grown adult it's like hey you have to go play with this kid now I'm like okay I'll go play with the kid cut to 30 minutes later and I'm like (laughs) half the dolls are like hello Mrs. Jesus how are you today I'm very well you know what I mean like obviously I still just would happily play with action figures and dolls if it was like at all acceptable I love it honestly I thought it was I thought it was an interesting commentary I was watching a uh, busy Phillips Instagram story and her and her little girl was playing with dolls and she goes this is my halftime show and busy Phillips was like I'd kind of want rather be watching her do this than watch the halftime show and then it was just an Instagram story of her little girl just be like and then she goes over to, to Mrs. Mooshel's house and Mrs. Mooshel says hello dear and it was just all that and I was like honestly yeah I would rather watch this too <laughs> wait did you how late did you did you play with action figures at college too hold it <laughs> I um I think that was the cutoff, but I, I think I was in middle school maybe even when I'm still dabbling with action figures, I think. I think it okay. went that deep, which is pretty bad, right? I don't know. I think I think that, like, middle schoolers can still, like, play with Legos because they're, like, building something, you know? So, yeah. Like, can and do, I mean, like, well, I know they do. And so, like, I feel like it's, I don't know. You're well, right now I'm edge. having a full-on renaissance. I mean, all I do is play video games. I, like, yeah. put puzzles together, and I play with Legos. We have, we just put together the Harry Potter Hogwarts Yeah, I Lego say you set. take it back, dude. Start yeah. playing with action figures again. There's no sure. shame in it. And I'll middle do- schoolers, the, you know, the hard thing about it is that they're, like, still, they've got, like, the understanding of older kids and the imagination imagination of younger kids so I feel like we gotta let them hang on to that imagination oh, of the younger it was kids just for as brutal. long as they can I just vividly still remember the moment I was like wait I have to care about girls now and like there's lockers and like I have to <laughs> what is happening and everybody else just seemed to immediately get it mm. yeah, and everyone was faking it in hindsight but of everyone course. just seemed to be like yeah this is just how life is I'm like what we were all just friends everybody in the whole room was friends yeah. and now there's like clicks and it's separate and I'm gonna go to the computer lab yep. which sucked oh you know no what I mean? wait did you have no friends in high school I had friends in high school but I we hid in that's the computer lab that's a very defensive way of saying I, I friends. had friends I had friends there was um I had friends Belilo, there was Jim, G, Jim Joe. Oh yeah, I there heard was, you talking about Jim Joe. There was Gri- Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we would just hide. We hid from the rest of the school for the most part. We just find 
that that spot in on campus during you know lunch or whatever, and just like that no one would go to and just hid there. You know? Yeah, but like, would you be smoking cigarettes? Uh ooh, senior year I was because we got to leave campus for lunch senior year. Uh, so I would, uh, and my house was very close to my high school. So all my buddies and I would drive to, we would hop in the cars, go to my house, smoke cigarettes. One time I smoked weed, that was a mistake. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we yeah we, it was like the cool thing or whatever. Yeah, it was super fun. And um, we'd have our microwavable lunches. My mom, by the way, I now remember this. I'm like, you're crazy. She would like supply my friends with microwavable lunches like all throughout the week. Oh, that's such a fun mom. That's like yeah. so unbelievably generous. And looking back on it, and I love like every time I think back about my high school days too. I'm just like, I was such a fucking complete tool bag. Like yeah. I was such a dick because like girls didn't like me, and it was my parents' fault somehow. Uh huh. And I was just like so rude to my parents. Like, here's a free room and board. Here's like a PlayStation and a TV for Christmas. Here's lunch for you and all your friends. And, that, and I'm still just like, get, go fuck. <laughs> you know? Have Crazy. you ever thought about um, apologizing to them? I've said something in the past before, and they were like, you weren't that bad. So maybe it's like in my head or something. I think it was more like my thoughts that I wasn't saying, uh-huh. maybe, is like yeah. kind of. Uh, my life. Yeah, I think maybe I had. Leave the microwave lunches, though. I think one of the worst things I can remember is like my dad's like a fun, corny dad who likes to make a lot of jokes and stuff. And I remember on a couple different occasions, we'd have people over for dinner, and he would like make a corny joke, and I'd just go, ha ha ha! And just stare at him. <laughs> such an asshole. I was such a fucking prick fuck asshole. That's why I'm afraid to have children. <laughs> yeah, because I'm gonna that's gonna happen to me. They're gonna oh, be worse. They're gonna be so rude. They're gonna be completely unfuckable in middle school. They're gonna and then they're gonna fucking blame me for it. Yeah. They're, they're gonna be humiliated by you. You're gonna have to like ban them from the internet because if they ever listen to anything you've ever said, they're gonna be like, My dad. <laughs> Oh, yeah, my it, I mean because because you just try to find some sort of way to thwart it. I remember for a while when my mom decided there was going to be no singing at the dinner table, and Henry and I, I loved to sing at the I dinner table. I love this story, but you guys did it as a I weapon. Wanna, it was a I weapon. I want to hear this story. But then what we would do if we weren't allowed to sing at the dinner table, then we would just speak in song lyrics, but we wouldn't sing them. We would just speak them instead. And it was to torture your si- older sister, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, I mean, I think it was just, you know, because we were, we didn't have rules like that because technically, like, we were good kids. So it's like no singing at the dinner table for your children in high school really isn't like the worst <laughs> rule to have to if that's, throw down. If that's the rule you need to make, your mom, I need to draw a line somewhere. You know, like that's not. Stop. No more mirth at the dinner table. <laughs> I just love that too, that it's like they had to put a stop to the, to the, that's like it's like picturesque. It's like Dickensian, and like walking up to a family singing at a dinner table is like the sweetest, most like precious picture of a family, and, they, and your mother forbade it. And what what would you say? Too much fun. Yeah. Yeah. What was the excuse? Oh, we would be all over the place, but I'm pretty sure that was us doing. Do you hear the people sing? Like right. we're doing some sort of lay Miz thing yes. at her, and just singing it over and over. And we, as we like cackled and cackled, and because we just thought it was so funny, and we, when we would team up together in high school, it wasn't fair because we could out talk. And out loud, anyone around us, we were just so obnoxious. Yeah. Uh-huh. But we were also funny at it, so no one would really stop it. Man, I would 
what I wouldn't give to go back in time. If I could have like four stops on a time machine, one of the one of the stops. No offense, it wouldn't be the first stop, but one of the stops. <laughs> I don't first think stop it kill Hitler. <laughs> yeah, second kill, stop go kill, to Jackie's family. <laughs> kill Hitler is the first. Kill baby Hitler is the first stop, and then yeah, the, one of the stops is definitely going to be go and watch Jackie's family in the late '90s, early 2000s sing Les Mis at the dinner table. But this is the problem, right? You kill Hitler, you go to the dinner table, dead deadly silent. <laughs> oh my God, all of our mirth is gone forever. All the mirth would be gone because it has some weird adverse effect on every everyone and everywhere. It has something to do with our Polish heritage. Yeah. <laughs> I, read, I just read Mouse. I know what happens. I've uh, never even heard of the Zabrowskis. No one's lived in oh that house God, for 50 years. Oh my God, don't say that. <laughs> oh my God. See, this is the problem is that so neither one of you guys, the reason why I also opened with that fucking Harry Nielsen song is speaking about coming back and going through time. Russian doll like is in my fucking head. I, so you guys I guess have I, to I gotta it. see it, huh? Yeah, I got. I had not seen it yet. I'm in the. I'm in the black. I'm in. Dark. I'm in. I'm, I'm in the, the Versace zone right now. Oh, so I, oh, we started Versace zone because Jeff hasn't watched it yet. It's so, so good. I haven't started, but I want to. It's good. It's so good. Just so like good. how. Um, the first season was uh, O.J. Simpson, right? Yeah, and it was a whole was commentary on like being black in the '90s. Mm-hmm. This is gay in the '90s. Oh, okay. And this is like a whole. So it's like, yes, it's about the crime, but it's really about the whole ecosystem of of that time period, and the you know, and it's oh, so yeah. well done, so and it's good. so dark, and it's so fascinating. Lexi and I are totally hooked on it, but Russian Doll. What is the, what is Russian Doll? Thank you. Same I am question. Not, <laughs> I am not. See, I will say that when I first started, I was like, "This is Groundhog's Day. Who gives a fuck? Like, it's gonna." Oh, it was like, "Oh, so it's eight episodes of Groundhog's Day." Give it to the third episode. I beg okay. you. It's much deeper and much more interesting than you think. It's like but, Run Lola Run. It's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly I don't remember Run Lola Run enough to compare to that, but it is. But every time she comes back, that Harry Nielsen song plays again. So you hear that song over and over and over. I can't think of any other song besides that but song. Those booties on, yeah, yeah. It's a great song though. So and the soundtrack of the show is amazing. Natasha Leone, uh, um. It was the executive producer and writer, along with Amy Poehler and um, Leslie Headland, who is also the director. And the three of them have been pitching this show in many iterations for years. And they finally got, like, the weirdest iteration of it made. Ha. Huh. It's okay. very interesting. It's I'm not intrigued. what I thought it was going to be. I'm totally going to jump on it as soon as I'm done with Versace. Natasha Leone also, obviously, is my, you know, one of my fucking inspirations. But it also is heavily based autobiographically on her addiction problems. Mm-hmm. And how every time she would be so close to death, and then you do it all again. Wait, wait, and she why? actually had addiction problems? She's been oh. struggling with addiction her entire life, yeah. What, what, what on? Bunch of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think downers. uppers, downers, smackums. Smackums. Leftums. You don't Le- like like her when she's on her leftums. Left. But. Yeah, yeah. She's just the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Although that would be fun to watch her like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Ooh, that tonsil doctor better not warm up those hands because underneath my clothes. Oh, horrible. Horrible Shakira.
There's enough hot third love bra heat to melt his cold, dead heart into going home and learning how to love his wife again. Third love has changed the way I view bra shopping, and its 100% fit guarantee helps give me the confidence to try and seduce any doctor looking at my worm-covered tonsils. Third love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. If you don't love their product, returns and exchanges are free and easy. Since the start of getting messy with it, I can't just wear any old bra anymore because then papers see right past the mesh to look at my lady lump hold-em-ups. And as a bigger lady in spirit as well as in my chest mountains, it's hard to find a cute bra. Third Love offers double the number of sizes that most other brands offer. Cups from A through H with bands up to 48. 50% of women fall in between standard cup sizes. So Third Love invented half cup sizing. So now my zongies ain't too squished or swimming around in their own breast pools. Now I asked Mr. Tonsil Doctor if he liked my Third Love bra and if he was impressed with how well it fit. But he just told me to put my shirt back on. Man, you know, nobody talks to anybody anymore. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off their first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash page seven now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash page seven for 15% off today. I went to the doctor the doctor said, no more doctors touch it on my breasts, but they can look. Her hair is amazing. Yeah? Better than yours? For sure. (laughs) I want her hair. I want that red hair. Do you ever watch Orange is the New Black? Uh, A little bit of it. I couldn't really get into it personally. Same. I I found it to be a little too cute, if that makes sense. I kind of felt the same way, but then I felt like something was wrong with me because like everyone I know loves it so much. I know. I know. Yeah. And I like, that's the thing too, it's maybe a little more... Lady centric ish, I guess, but I like that kind of stuff. So that's not really. Yeah, the you issue. do. I'm surprised you guys didn't like it because I really Lexi did loves like it. it. I didn't give it that much of a chance either. I only watched a few, the first few episodes. Yeah, but Fair. even late. Well, I would catch them later though, a little bit too. You know, it's kind of like it's like that. True Blood. Um, True Blood did not age well. Lexi was trying to get me into that, and I, oh well. Actually, wait. Did you guys start watching it? Yeah. No, I want to start watching it. Though. I just think it's. Come on, it's like, ooh, look how sexy we are in this sex show. I hate sex shows. It's supposed to be so sex, though. That's but it's so, like, not, like, now that's rampant. Uh-huh. Now, Wait, why do you hate sex shows? It's just so, ooh. I, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> I'm just going to make noises, but it's so just like, ooh, look how sexy we are in this sex show. <laughs> I love G- Game of Thrones because the sex is mixed in with other stuff. How like, about like do would you categorize True Detective as a sex show? Because no, it's so sexy. Because sex, it, True Blood is like sex is the first layer. I see. You know what I mean? When sex is a layer, but not the first layer, I'm down. I see. With the clown, but when it's just like, oh, this is a show where we sexy, sexy, I'm just like, get out of here. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just get out of here with your sex. Fuck off with your sex show. You know yeah. what I mean? 
See, I'm you know I'm number one sex shows. If there's sex in it, I'm totally down. Yeah, I mean, would you? Okay, so what are sex shows now? True Blood, definitely, right? That's like the quintessential. This is a show about sex. It's just so sexy. Yeah, it's all sexy, sexy vampire. Also, the Americans vamp- is really sexy. Americans, Americans, is it sexy? Is it? A sex show, though, or no. would you just say right? It's a show about a spies, difference. but they're all sexy. There's a difference, right? Uh-huh. Um, because I love Six Feet Under, and that has tons of sex in it, and it's by the same people, even as True Blood. But it just is—it's not—it's more about death than sex. So I can hang. You know, it's a good sexy show that I'm rewatching right now. You, that mm. show is great, and also very sexy, but also very spooky, but also very like, how do I feel? <laughs> I feel like. First season of American Horror Story was way too. That was like a sex show. I feel like, and I was not down. Mm-hmm. Not into that. Why, Dylan McDermott, hubba bubba. Yeah, it's what you know. Yummy, like I, I get logs for ladies. You know what I mean. So that's not going to do it for me. <laughs> what was the What was the woman in it? I mean, Jessica Lange is hot as fuck. But who was the, Who was his wife in it? I forget. Um, I believe her name was Breast. Breast. I forgot it's breast. Isn't breast it Connie Britton? Oh, is it? I love her. Ooh, I love her too. <laughs> I love her. Why well, we you Friday get a Night log Lights? For her? I get a fun, weird log for her. Because <laughs> she's sort of like mothery. She's like such a mother in Friday Night Lights. Yeah, she's a mom. But she's log. also really sexy. It's like a weird it's a weird one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I know what you mean. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that yes, I think that you've actually um joked yourself into actually having a mommy thing the way I have <laughs> joked myself into actually having a daddy thing. Well, look, I think, did we talk about this even last week? Um, there's a whole issue right now with online pornography where it is e- it is all, like, stepmom. Like, there's two different ones. It's, like, high school girl, stepmom. That's it. <laughs> Those it's, are the only two types of women. It is, like, stepsister, young girl, or stepmom, and there cannot be a delineation. It's like, why do we need... I really want to have a fun time with this video right now, <laughs> but, like, the fact that she technically has the role of mother <laughs> is, like, why? Why could she just be, like, a slightly older woman? Or why is, like, a... It's so... It, it, it is one or the other, and that's actually... There's a whole issue with people, like, kind of around our age or a little bit younger, like, 30s, early 30s, in porn, you have to wait to become a mom, uh, uh, like a MILF. Uh-huh. You, yeah. you, you, there's a point in between teen and MILF where they're having a hard time finding work. Nobody wants to sleep with somebody just in their 20s. Yes, because now porn has become online, and it's all about what it's tagged as, and it needs to be very specific, delineated things. Well, it has to have a theme. Honestly, I live for a theme. I like Mm -hmm. a plot. Hot woman in her mid-20s. Yeah, which I would totally get down to. Yeah, But for some reason, it's like illegal in online porn (laughs) right now, and it makes no sense to me, and I want it to change, but anyways. It's interesting, because in real life, I I still feel like in general, in pop culture granted there are many women like turning this around and there are like so many like hot you know older silver silver cougars whatever the hell (laughs) but like I feel like there's still the general consensus that a woman loses value as she gets more and more into the like the higher you are up third third it starts at 30 and then it just goes like down how weird is it is now they regain value in porn later 
Do you think it's translating into regular life too? Oh, um, Lord, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? It could be. I'm, I'm excited be. for mommy years. See, it's like that. It's like it gives you something else to look forward to, rather than just like, oh, my body's just gonna look worse and worse. Right. Yeah, and I mean, there's so many beautiful women in their 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s right now. But I, but like when I was in my late 20s, the thing I was most afraid of was like no, like I feel like I had just internalized like women over 35 like have no cultural value like right. nobody like yeah. like men over 35 is just they get so like just they just distinguished get, uh, rugged like yes. a baseball glove and like even just love growing it. this fucking beard has just turned my whole world around yeah, yeah i'm treated dude. differently it's like getting breast implants i'm treated differently <laughs> Yeah. It's like going blonde, you and know, what? dyeing your hair blonde. It's just the whole world looks at me different now. Well, and it's not that women don't get hotter as they get older. I think they do. But I think that men, uh, not all, I think that some, men, because it sometimes takes them a little while longer to figure things out, uh-huh. that they start figuring out how to really like take care of themselves and look good and like do accessorize and take yes. care of their beards and all that as they oh, get all older. It. Yeah. So it's not that women are getting less hot as they get older. They're still hot as hell, but we don't. We think of them as mommies, so we're like, ah, do I want to fuck a mommy? Maybe. Right. But, like, a guy is just like, did you see he got a haircut? He, like, put oil in his beard, and it, like, turns into this whole, like, that guy in his 50s really knows how to trim his nails. I'm doing the same thing. Or even just the- even just the fact that like Lexi dragged me to my first ever pedicure like a couple years ago or like a year or so ago and I haven't mm-hmm. been back since but I will for the wedding like They're great. and A it's a great yeah. way to fucking chill like it's a great just way to relax and wind down after a long day to have somebody just like care for your feet like that it's very nice and B it's like oh yeah my feet are gnarly dude mm-hmm. Lexi called them the talons <laughs> oh no that's <laughs> awful why it was like that's in Dumb and Dumber yeah, that's the oh okay. Is it a Dumb and Dumber reference? No, no, no. She does call him the. She did call him the talons at one point. So I was like, all right, I'll go. And it was her birthday wish. She was like, I'm gonna go get a pedicure for my birthday, and you have to come with me because it's like my birthday wish or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I got pampered, and it was great. And yeah, beard oil. I actually stopped shampooing every single shower, mm-hmm. which has been Whoa, a big you're change going for no me. No poo. No poo. I only. Poo poo when I uh, go on a run. Yeah, I I only poo about once or twice a week, but I got real short hair now. But yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. I I can't. I know you're not supposed to. You're I love not. my poo. It's gonna start falling <laughs> out, girl. It's already gonna start falling out. My body's falling apart. <laughs> what does it matter? I want my hair to be clean. <laughs> Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Yeah, we talked oh, about pop culture. Yeah, we're just avoiding talking about the Super Bowl. That was the word. I've walked right when I walked in. Molly was like, "Do you watch Super Bowl?" I was like, "Yeah, I really wish I had not." And then we both commiserated about just how boring. I like a good game. Yeah. I like to see a ball fly around the field. Yeah, and cheer when they score. I, every now, you know, at least for the Super Bowl, I enjoy a good old game. This was Maroon Five as the halftime was just like already a punch in the gut in terms of it not being an entertaining time. I mean. It's like they had to find something more boring than fucking Coldplay. Uh, and then, um, uh, yeah, the most boring conservative game, and then the bad guys won again. Yes. It's just like, ugh. The bad guys won. It was a terrible game. I, I made what I thought was a very knowledgeable football joke. I was like, this is like a soccer game. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for the score. Bye. The score, score joke. And fucking Maroon 5, literally before they started, I was like, I can't name a Maroon 5 song. And everyone was like, yes, you can. And I was like, I can't. I don't know any of them. And every fucking song, I was like, oh, I know this fucking song. Yep. But it's like, yeah. it's in the background it's at every restaurant and grocery yep. store. And it's just on. And 
it's just there to be wallpaper. And it's so uninteresting, every bit of it. And you look at the other halftime shows that we've gotten in the past with Prince. And Tom Petty was great. And Springsteen was great. Beyonce. Beyonce was unbelievably even, great. Uh, even Bruno yeah. Mars. Wait, Bruno Mars. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Katy Perry. I don't want to jump to this too fast, but we may as well just, I mean, we're not getting to the end of the show, but let's just say that our list is the halftime shows ranked from worst to best. Oh, oh yeah. That's a good list. Wait, you have awesome. to ask me who's on the list. I'm Marcus. You have to ask me. Who's, who's on, on the list? list? Ask Marcus? me for the list. Gotta, you gotta have, have that, that list. list. <laughs> ask me for it. <laughs> um, I will say that... Um, that the Maroon 5 is pretty low on the list. It yeah. is at number 24 out of 26. 26, we've got Phil Collins, Christina Aguilera, Enrique Iglesias, and Tony Braxton. I don't remember that Everyone one. was saying that Phil Collins did a great job. Yeah. It is t- the year 2000, but I guess what the main problem was is when Disney owned ABC. So it was also Cirque du Soleil themed. And oh. it like, didn't great. Please, Phil Collins and Cirque du Soleil. Come on now, I've watched that over Maroon Five. You're, you just sounded like a mom for the first time ever. By the way, Cirque du Soleil, it's nice. I think it sounds nice. I don't think it sounds that bad. We've got the Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, and the Judds in 1994, which I think Ooh. that we watched this last year because remember they like boot scooted. They like it was like right when like uh, Cowboy was coming back into oh, yeah. vogue. Mm-hmm. Achy breaky heart and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the time. Now, 24. That's Maroon 5. That was, um, it's always rough, I will say. When the number one thing, because I was very sick on Sunday, so I didn't watch it as it was going on. The only thing I read about anything about the game was like, he has how many tattoos? Well, I was about to say, if the most interesting thing is that he took his shirt off and revealed a bunch of temporary tattoos. <laughs> Like, that's the most interesting thing that happened in the entire fucking... That is not inter- That is not a thing. That's no. Those are his real tattoos, though. Oh, are they real? I thought yeah. they were fake. Oh, they're all his real tattoos. And I love a, I love a shirtless man with a lot of tats, and I felt nothing. <laughs> He's just that boring. I thought it was very interesting that it was a lot of, like, the, oh, he can show his nipples, but Janet Jackson can't. Seriously. Mm. In, New York, in New York, it's, uh, you know, you can take out your boobs because... The, they don't have like one law you know you'd have to have a law for men versus a law for women so you can take out your boobs and the opposite is true for twitch streaming uh, I as a man am not really allowed to show my nipples really yeah they they put the hammer down said no man, men and women keep those shirts on I think it, you know what because that, that then not that I, I mean I like my fucking freedoms but at least if no one can do it it's the same like when I went and I started yelling at the haircut place I wanted a trip and I think I was yelling on behalf of someone else as someone that used to have short hair when I would still have to pay a woman's cut when I had really short hair. And I was like, that's not fair. Yeah, that yeah. is not Because fair. it should be based on the length of the hair and <laughs> how you ever, long you're in the seat. Do you ever consider just going to, the, to like a barber, a straight up barber? I've been to a straight up barber out of necessity because I have so little time yeah. now when I need to get my hair cut. I just go to like the place in my neighborhood yeah. and I'm like the only woman who's ever gone in there. It's old, old Brooklyn guys in there and they're like, all right, we'll do it. Like, yeah, it's, right? It's, it's, they do all and right. And I love it. And, and you're out in like 10 minutes. 10 minutes and there's no talking. It's the best. No, no talking. So no talking. Great. Great. It's no wonderful. Spe- oh, do hair, hairdressers like talk way too much? 
Yeah. Yeah. Because they, like, they want to get into your emotional state and shit like that, right? I, I think that they must not want to either. Like, I would love, like, I feel, I'm sure that hairdressers can be like, oh, I don't, it's like an emotional labor aspect of the job, but like, it's just, there, there's been hairdressers where I've had to, where I felt like I need to move on because like we're taught, we've just talked too much. Like I don't yeah. want to keep talking. I know a woman who goes to a different hairdresser every single time in order to avoid ever getting past the like basic Building kind of intimacy. Yes. yes. Otherwise you have them asking about your relationships yeah. and like it's, it's too much. It's a lot. Any place I, where they hand you a drink or what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not here to, I'm not, we're not gabbing a gab here. I just need to get the fuck out of here with some new hair. Yeah. No, it's like the older Polish women in New York that I would go to and they would be like, still, still, no wedding ring. <laughs> no wedding ring. They would say that every time I walked in. I was like, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, no wedding ring. <laughs> I've got my freedom. Do you miss it? Is that what you're saying? That's what it is. <laughs> Somebody's getting married. It's not me. I don't know if y'all have noticed, but literally every single one of my best friends are getting married in the next year, and I'm throwing a Zola at them. And no, I'm not describing the woman that almost got hit by that car in Thinner. Zola is the easiest way to plan your wedding and register. Zola takes the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites, your dream wedding registry, affordable save the dates and invitations, and easy to use planning tools. It manages everything online and in one place, and it saves so much time for the couples. Start with a free wedding website, it's so easy, and it takes just minutes to set up. I've actually watched how to do it on their website, and I'm telling you, yeah, even this no buttons scared of robots nints can figure it out. And over 100 beautiful wedding website designs are available for you to choose from. Fit any couple style and every type of wedding. And Zola makes it easy to personalize your favorite design with all your wedding details. I can't wait until Goth Daddy slaps a I got this one O on it. Because my website's going to be covered in raccoons. It's my wedding. I can raccoon if I want to. An FAQ section helps address those awkward questions like can I bring my kids or do I have a plus one or please Christ is my ex going to be there and is his new girlfriend hotter than I am then build your dream registry at Zola Zola makes registering for newlywed life so easy it's like having your own JLo the Zola store has the widest selection of gifts there's something for every guest to give and you can ask for gift cards which thank goodness because I don't want Auntie Freda Get me any more GD napkin rings. Don't get me wrong, I love a napkin ring, but I only need one set. Over 500 top brands. From OXO and Cuisinart to Sonos and Airbnb, you can also create a funds for your honeymoon, future home, new puppy, anything you want. Better watch out for that J-Lo, though, because if you remember from the classic dramedy The Wedding Planner, that nince was shopping for your husband. You get rid of her. You, we also have the best completion discount. 20% off remaining gifts on your registry starting right after your big day. So to start your free wedding website, also get $50 off your registry. Go to zola.com slash page seven. That's spelled zola.com slash page seven to start your free wedding website and get $50 off your registry on Zola. Did you know... 
that the Blues Brothers performed at the halftime show in 1997. And it's that low ranked? I would think that would be a great show. 22. Well, it says it's... See, this sounds great. I don't know if I believe you, Vulture. You know what? I should have looked through this. Eh, kind of fuck Vulture. I don't know. Dan Aykroyd, John Goodman, James Belushi, ZZ Top, and James Brown. What? Uh, since the great. game was in New Orleans, good. I suppose if he made sense, what didn't was letting Jim Belushi sing Soul Man and Gimme Some Lovin'. Yes, they let Jim Belushi sing. Yeah, he's in the Blues Brothers. Yeah, he's in the Blues Brothers. He it was like watching your uncle do karaoke, except oh. there were tons of girls in tiny outfits gyrating everywhere, while a marching band spelled out words on the field and pyrotechnics exploded into the abyss. That sounds great. Then ZZ Top <laughs> played legs while the dancers laid on their backs and showed off their legs. Even with James Brown, this halftime show needed a whole lot more of something anything really get fucked give me the I'm name <laughs> give me the name i want the name i want the name of this person i don't know if i should do that <laughs> let's just say his first name begins with a brian and ends with a moylan so Ugh. who else is above that maybe that everything else was just so great it was above that yeah what's above it i mean everything the who Great. See, yeah. Shania Twain, No Doubt, and Sting, I would get into it. That is, yeah. that sounds great. Probably better than, you know. I probably would have hated that back in the time, but in hindsight, I would, I'm all for I would that. Love yep, it. yep. Tom Petty, Paul McCartney. Great, Tom, yeah. Great. Bruno Tom Mars. Petty was phenomenal. See, you Bruno too. Bruno Mars was, was good. Yeah. Yeah, I liked, I ended up liking Bruno Mars. I didn't think I liked him before yeah. the halftime show, and then I was like, I think I like him. He yeah. at least has showmanship. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, 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 because I, again, I think he's kind of wallpapery too musically, but like, he knows how to dance and stuff. For sure. You know? Yes, agreed 100%. I mean, everything else. You see, the What's Coldplay one? one. Yeah, it's Coldplay number- ranked higher than those other ones because fuck. Yeah, it's number that. eight. Ooh. Fuck. Nope. No. No, this person's a moron. It'd be yeah. say that'd be number one, right? Um, no. I'm going to say no. Yeah, no. I'm going to say no. no. Wait, wait. Can we get, we should get, uh, we should guess. Yeah, guess. Let, guess I, the top I think I know three. with a bullet. I think I know give with me, a bullet. Give me the top three. I know with a bullet what number one is. Do Prince. It. Prince. Get, okay. Fair. Prince is number one. I agree. Uh, Lady Gaga is going to be up there because this person, I, I think Lady Gaga had a great performance, but this person's clearly like. Cool, cool. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Lady Gaga number three, and I'm gonna go with. Well, wait, Beyonce number two, two, and then yeah, Prince number one. Yeah, what is it? Molly, is that what you're sticking with as well? Yeah, I would say same. Beyonce number two, Prince number one. I'm trying to think for a number three. Would it be like I'm trying to think of the ones people talk about all the time? Like Springsteen. Springsteen was really good. Yeah, I think I'll put Springsteen at number three. All right, you guys were close. We got okay. Prince at number one, obviously. Yeah, so, I mean, you have to do Prince number one. Yeah, number two is Madonna, LMFAO, Nicki Minaj, and CeeLo Green. I forget about, forgot that, forgot about far that far. Bad, yeah. Or actually, was that even that? That wasn't that it was long the ago. Ice, right? Didn't think it was as. Go- I mean, I don't think it was better than Beyonce and Destiny's Child, which were number, th- uh, which is number three. Yeah, yeah I no. think that that should have been number two for yes. sure. Absolutely. Where's the, where's the Gogs? Gaga fucking crushed it. I thought, dude. I thought Gaga and Katy was fucking Perry. amazing. Yeah, She's I enjoyed 10. Katy Perry. Gaga's number ten. Ten. Yeah. What? Yeah. She was so good. Yeah, yeah. And she's also, yeah, she's behind Coldplay. Wait, also, didn't Michael Jackson do, like, an incredibly memorable Super Bowl halftime show? He was number nine. What? Wow. Where's um, Janet Jackson and JT? 
They are, I just saw it, number seven. Huh. I don't even remember whether that was a good show, to be honest. I, yeah. just, I just remember well, the it's, tit. It got, it's weird. I really kind of boycotted it. I was just over. I was above it sports for a while. Hmm. And I think I finally, like, up here when, you know, Ed and everybody would just be at the bar watching the games every Sunday. So that's what you did on Sunday. And I really realized, like, oh, this is about just, like, a way Come for everybody wrong. to get together and get drunk and hang out and scream at the TV every now and again. And, you know, now I love it. But I think for a while there was like, I wasn't watching the Super Bowl. I wasn't doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not even for the commercials because I always hated commercials. Well. So I'm like, the great thing about this is the fucking thing I hate. Yeah. That stops, yeah. The, it breaks up the TV shows I enjoy. Fuck that. Yeah. But also, why haven't they brought back Puppy Monkey Baby? Uh, yeah. I want Puppy Monkey Baby. Puppy Monkey Baby. Puppy Monkey Baby. Well, I, I like- watch Puppy Monkey Baby every single fucking year. I might be the only person that does it, but I love Puppy Monkey Baby. That was another sad sack part of the Super Bowl. Was the commercials were for for you know for whatever it's worth. Like I enjoy silly commercials now more so, I guess, because I don't have to deal with them all the time. Because we have Netflix and stuff. Because I love where we're at now. But um, that was not. Though I don't remember any. It was all like trailers for stuff it, or like or just robot anxiety every commercial was like how people are really yes. worried that robots are going to rule us all one day uh-huh i'm surprised the word is me messagey i was expecting a lot of like me too like a lot of that kind of commercial and last I, year there was like, like last year there was like a budweiser commercials that was like it was like so mildly like we are okay with immigrants a hundred years ago at least <laughs> by Budweiser. I was like I was like, I don't even know what the political like, but they tried to be like, right. we are a what little bit woke. And there wasn't that much woke commercials, which I'm frankly, you know, fine with. I'm cool with that. It's just weird when those two things intersect. I'm sorry, Jackie, I interrupted you. What were you gonna say? No, I just hate I be, yeah, because then it's either that or it's Daily Daily. What is it? I fucking Yeah, the hate Bud Night. I actually uh, auditioned it makes for so a mad. Bud Night commercial and I like <laughs> Didn't really know what it was because, like I said, I don't really watch much TV anymore. And, like, they really were mad at me for not knowing what it was. It's like, what is why? this? Dilly Dilly? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you uh. should probably watch. Like, well, I remember one time when I was trying to do the voiceover, get into the voiceover thing, and I met with this asshole idiot guy who, like, totally kind of uh, gate kept me from, like, getting to get more into the voice acting thing for at least commercials. And he was like, you got to go home every day and watch like a half an hour to an hour of commercials. Oh every my day. lord! If you really want to no, do this, I was like, oh don't. yeah, that's Who not told what you I to do that? ever would want to. Like, I fucking hate. Com- I'm not like passionate about this. You fuck, fuck. No one is idiot Whoa. moron. Whoa, yeah, with the cursing. Why are you cursing, Holden? You fuck, dick. <laughs> no, Holden, stop. It was no bueno. Could you it imagine though the fucking weirdo actor that goes home and sits and just listens to commercials for like an hour a night, like just practices sounding like a genuine human being? Oh God, dude. Uh, yeah, That's they're so psycho. Almost a psycho. Although I will say, great. How do you feel about the movie trailers that were dropped? Did you guys go back and watch because it got like Toy Story Four, which looks mm-hmm. really cute? I haven't. I've been too scared to watch Toy Story Three. You have to watch it, and the reason why the Four is weird because Four is a 
Like they end it perfectly with three, and there's just no reason to move to. No, this is like just kind of feels so much like a money grab. So I'm curious to see if there really was a story that actually like somebody walked in and was like, I have a great idea. We have to do a new Toy Story movie because I have this amazing idea, which I don't feel like this is. I was very excited. I think the thing I'm most excited about is the Jordan Peele Twilight Zone. Yes, that's going to be fucking Dude, awesome. I think it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And I know that we're like now being preconditioned to just say like everything that Jordan Peele touches turns to gold because I don't think that that is true. Because again, he's in the Toy Story 4 ad. But I think that <laughs> us as well as the Twilight Zone because have you seen all of the trailer teasers for us as well? I, I feel like when I know I'm going to watch something... I saw like one of them, but when I know I'm gonna watch something, I just I try to not look Stop. at anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. It look, I mean, it looks fucking really cool. It just looks really cool. I'm really excited for it. But also, I don't know, and I know that everybody's a buzz with this right now. I don't know how. I feel like it's too much of a like, like I touch it, the clit. I don't rub it, the clit. With like the scary stories to tell in the dark. <laughs> Teasers, you know what I mean? What? What? I, I need help with that one. I touch the clit. I don't rub the clit. Oh my god, the tonsillitis has gotten to her brain. <laughs> it's affected her brain. Am I gonna die? <laughs> oh yeah. Am I gonna die? Oh my god, it looks like my throat's covered in white bugs. Yeah, um, I've had it before. Oh, it's so gross. Oh, right? it's so gross. It's so gross. It makes me think of monsters inside me. Ew, 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 ew. I've got bugs in my throat. Um, I'm trying not to think about it. I actually couldn't sleep last night because I kept thinking that I had bugs in my throat. <laughs> um, scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh-huh. Rub the, the clit, teeth. touch the clit. <laughs> A.K.A. Star- scary stories to tell in the dark based on the children's book series. I have a hard time connecting the two things. <laughs> you touch the clit, you don't rub the clit because they're showing such flash in the pan things of like to get you like your juices gooshing where it's like okay you could show us a little bit more than that or don't yeah maybe you don't do it then you little grubsy just like getting us all wet (laughs) i think i understand the point you're making i understand it and now i just wish i didn't understand it i wish i could reverse time i wish i could go back in time kill hitler and then go visit your family uh, at your house and then go back and just like not have you explain. And then just not ask for the clarifying <laughs> yeah. question. And just, and just because the monster's always scarier in your mind when it doesn't exist right in front of you. And the monster was way like just <laughs> I'm sorry I'm like this. <laughs> I mean, I will say for as bad as 2019 is starting off, can you only think that the year is only going to get better? It cannot not get. I'm not going to knock on wood. I'm going to jinx myself. It can. It will only get better. It will definitely never get worse. Yeah, it's never going to get worse. And I think that (laughs) scary stories to tell in the dark. It comes out in my birthday month, and um, I'm pretty excited about that. But um, they are definitely like pushing the Guillermo del Toro thing, even though he is just um, a producer of. of Oh, really? Yeah, I did not fucking know that. That changes everything to me. Yeah, I did not realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, like, it's uh, because it's definitely saying, like, Guillermo del Toro's scary stories. It's so, it so, wait, is it an anthology series with different directors, or an anthology film rather with different directors, or is it one director? It's one director. Oh, okay. well, I mean, I think I forget. He's. I remember. I looked him up. I forgot. Yeah, what yeah. It was. I'll look it up. Don't don't you don't look it up. I'm I'm the one asking all these questions. You got tonsillitis. You don't tons- look it up. Yeah, yeah. 
You take got a rest. What if hand. they try and take them out of my neck? And then, then you get I, to eat ice cream. But I can't. That'll hurt my... See, that's the problem with tonsil. See, I called my mother, and number one, she goes, I'm going to call Henry Thomas. You can't work for a week or two. And I was like, well, that's not how this works. And number two, <laughs> she said, oh, my God, you have to go to the emergency room. You're going to die. I said, yes, you're correct. And then number three, she said that they were supposed to take out my tonsils when I was a kid. But she wouldn't let them because she knew surgeries were going to get better and that she didn't want me having scars on my neck. Mm. And I was like, Mom, <laughs> but Mom, now as, a, and as an adult, it's not me missing school for a week. It's me going through a pretty big surgery. Why did you just let them take them out? You nasty, who cares? What do you mean? You essentially just fucking talk to the hand because the face ain't listening to my fucking doctor when I was a kid because you didn't want to deal with how annoying I was going to be if they took out my tonsils. This is like the story I heard about a uh, a friend who said that she didn't, a friend told me that she was trying to decide whether she should circumcise her boys or not and she spoke to a colleague who said she didn't circumcise her boys and her Son, her oldest son was so self-conscious about it that when he was 18 years old, he decided Got to get it. a circumcision himself. That's crazy. Yeah, he Yikes. was so he didn't and and because I'm like, why, why, you know, unnecessary? Why do it? Yeah, and she chose that's... to do it because of the. She was like, it. People feel left out, and I was like, still though, aren't more and more boys uncircumcised? And apparently, this kid, 18 years old, circumcision surgery, which would probably be better to get done when you are a baby. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. Have the rabbi bite it off, right? And then I <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. Uh, I don't think uh, so. By the way, by the way, Andre Yorvadal. He has a, he has a fun name. Thank uh, you. Is the director of Scary Stories, and I will say, I do love. His work, at least some one film of his work that I've seen, Troll Hunter, which is a, one of those great like, like throw it on Netflix, like oh this looks stupid, let's throw it on, and then it's Troll! one of those like awesome, fun, great movies. It's like shot very um, handheld, very uh, found footage style, and it's these guys hunting these trolls in this forest, uh, and it's funny. It's like really, it gets scary. It's like a really. One of those movies that does not look like anything good, and then it turns out to be like a really great flick. So, well, so that's promising for yes, scary stories. That is promising. I feel like the tone of Troll Hunter, though, is not the same as what they would maybe be going for. It's a tricky, you know. We recently was in the Bruiser. Check it out. It's my podcast. We did an episode on Goosebumps. You know, oh and yeah. It makes you think about like how tricky it is to be scary for kids. Yes. Yeah. And that fine line you have to walk. Yes. To be like, and the thing with the books is that the books were those books were interesting because they legitimately scared me. I was afraid to keep them in my house because the illustrations were so frightening. They were so scary. The stories themselves, though, not necessarily, but it was because of those damn illustrations. The illustrations were scary. Fear Street was scarier than Goosebumps. Yes, Fear Street. We love Fear Street here on page seven. Oh my God, they're <laughs> there so was a lot of sexy. Kissing. They would kiss against Talk about the a lockers. sex show. Those were yeah. kissing books. Ooh, yeah. God, so much kissing. Should have just called it Scary First Base. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, that sounds like it's unconsensual. That's a whole other thing. I guess that's true. Yeah. Scary First Base. I just imagine like that or just like, like, uh, like, 
someone touching your breast and turning like just like starting to cry because they don't know like is this good is it fine <laughs> that was probably is this me back okay in the day. are you afraid of the dark touch hits the exact right tone for scary stories for kids yes holds up so good i went back and watched it on halloween this year and it was so fun yeah so oh, yeah good. Absolutely holds up. It's Canadian as the day is long. I couldn't mm-hmm. remember that. It's so Canadian, but yeah, it like it. It was, and I was scared. I was home alone. I didn't want to be home alone anymore. But it's not actually scary. It's like so mild, but it like is just the it, with kids. It has to all be suggested. Yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah. like you can't have any gore. It's all just like, ooh, it was the clown still there? That right. like a hundred years later, and it like really does it for you. You <laughs> yeah. know, I just wonder. Was there something in those? It's like I watched again. I was like having fever trees. I watched Velvet Buzzsaw, which it was fine. But I think that like was there something in those illustrations? Why did they creep us out like so much? Because we were like, and for us, like I was reading like The Shining really, really young. We were reading books that were very, very scary. But you're right, though, because the stories weren't that scary. What was it about them? Was it the way that they were etched almost as if they were in a hurry by someone that, like, had to get it out before they fucking died? Like, that kind of thing, where it's like, I just need you to see what I see? I think that it was, like, the way that, like, the way that I remember thinking about it as a kid is, like, because it was, like, a chapter book and there wasn't pictures, it was all about your imagination, and but then the cover of the book just gives you, like, one image to, like, hold on to, yeah. you know? So it's, like, and it was, like, I remember the Goosebumps ones were, like, really colorful, and, like, so I feel like it gave you this, Im- because there was, because it was a chapter book, like, you just had the image on the cover and you saw it every time you picked it up and it was like so vivid. So I feel like it had like extra power for that reason. Yeah, they um, the cover artist for that one actually uh, did a lot of tricks to have it always be from the perspective of a child. Like oh. it was always from like a low angle and everything was like, he would he would make it a, a, a strong point to think about perspective and think about what how a kid would see the scene, mm. which I think really helped. In terms of scary stories to tell in the dark, there's just something about that line drawing, like, cre- I don't know what it is, but that, that, that like, got, like, the dude on the first cover of the, or, or the woman with, like, the missing eye, and there's just, like, this creepy fucking hole, and it's just that, like, black and white line drawing look. I, there's just some about that that is in, innately, like, still creepy to me. Mine was today. always the one where the spiders were coming out yeah. of her face, but it wasn't even the spiders that creeped me out. It was the way her face, her like eyes and mouth were yeah. drawn that really. It was like it was almost as if she was like she was dead before this even happened. You <laughs> uh-huh. know? Uh huh. Yeah, everyone's like gaunt and frail. Everyone just looks really just spooky in those drawings. Yeah. yeah. Man, you know, I think I just need, I need to get the, I still have my, the ones from my mom, like, it's like, we put them in the garage, it's like, I think I need to get, I want to have those in my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember the her song in the back of one of them, and we'd always sing it when we get to, those were our, like, bathroom readers. We had those next to the Calvin and Hobbes, always, and Garfield books. That's always at what was in Henry and I's bathroom, because Henry and I always shared a bathroom. Uh, the dumps that must have happened in there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it was, it was, uh, that bathroom had seen a lot. Could you fathom it when they were both just at their most unhealthy? Oh my God. Oh, Jesus. We had a lot of like candles in there. You know, one of the first stories I heard 
you tell, right? It wasn't Henry that told it. It was you who told, like, one of the first times that I was, like, introduced to you guys as, like, us, you know, together was the story about you guys in high school and how Henry would come into your room and pour milk all over himself. And I've never forgotten it. <laughs> never, ever forgotten it. How he King would do it to, night. To, yeah. to cheer you up. Yeah, you would shake all the milk at me. <laughs> um, that... <laughs> I just all I can think about is like it going everywhere. And what do you do then? There's just milk all over your room. No, he had That's so rip. much. No, he had so much body hair. So he'd pour it slowly on his chest. Mm, so it would grab and then he would shake it at me while I was trying to do work. That bar, that bar right on Bushwick and Grand. You, it was a show there. What the hell was the name of that show? Uh, and and Jackie tells the story about how they would be in their rooms late at night doing homework, and they were all stressed out about their hard classes. And Henry would come in and slowly pour milk all over his chest hair. I still remember it. Good Lord, at Legion Bar. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I just remember when my mom found out about it. Was it was it upset that he was doing it? Just upset that he was wasting milk. Yeah, can't you sense. do it with something else that's less expensive? That makes sense. <laughs> no singing at the table. I just like that though. Stop him from doing that. He's getting shit all over my homework. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like a chilly night at the Zabrowski household. Oh god. Could you? Oh I god. Mean, just the putrid part. That's why that's a, there's one thing a Zabrowski understands. Always have multiple bathrooms. Yes. Uh, that's always. all they that's all they ever taught us. It's like no matter where you live, have multiple bathrooms. It's like yes. you're right. For multiple dumps. Well, I think that this is it. I think we have to wrap up this episode. I think that we're editing it on a high note. Yeah. That's a good note. Today. That's a high note. Fantastic. Um, I am very, uh, I'm very sorry that you had to listen to me talk like this uh, for an entire hour. <laughs> yeah, you sound excellent. Yeah, you sound like an angel. Do I sound like God? Tonsillitis. Yeah, I'm yeah. an angel. <laughs> I'm an angel. I'm an angel. I'm an angel. My name's Jackie. Um, I'm here in Hollywood trying to be a big star. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be a big star. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go kiss a doctor and maybe he'll give me a prescription for free. <laughs> sound like Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Brutal. <laughs> I don't. Thank you guys so much. Um, my name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. And if you would like to check out our Patreon, we have fun stuff on there. We got our Riverdales. We are pretty little liars. It's at patreon.com slash page seven podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Holden McNeely. Yo, yeah. yo, 420. It's Holden McNeely uh, here uh, at the Page 7 podcast. And you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. And uh, I do Japanese Dating Sims with Jackie every Friday. And we, Molly, when as soon as we can get you over, I want you over for that. Believe it would be me. so much fun to have you on that show. And it was great to finally get to do an episode with you, Molly. I know. You're always, we're always trading. I'm like replace, I kind of replace you or whatever usually. Yeah, so this, it's, is, this is nice. This is wonderful. And I think we get to do it again a couple of times. Yeah, absolutely. Which yeah, I'll be happy sure. to come back. Thank you so much, guys. Also, I'm starting to realize that I'm not saying this in a, in a bad way, but I think that with your fun, um, weird uh, likes and dislikes 
uh, Molly and Holden. You guys are fairly similar in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I think that's yeah. true. I think our weird childhoods may have some like not similarities but parallels. You know? Parallels. I think parallels is good. That's why I think this is this is gonna get much weirder before the end of this month is over. And I'm very excited about it. Um, oh no, you'll you have again, all those Molly. normal episodes with Henry. So yeah, yeah. that'll that'll even it out. <laughs> yeah, those are gonna be just fine. It's just gonna, yeah, just poor Molly as Henry and I just yak at her, yak at her, yak at her. Um, thank you, Molly. Molly, anything you would like to plug? You know, I'm on a bit of a social media lockdown right now, but it's not gonna be forever. But if you have friended me on Instagram, I will unlock at some point. But I am, I'm, I'm on the low, low, nice. low Good side. for you. Take yeah, congratulations. A congratulations. Thank congratulations. you. Congratulations. Yeah. I, I, yes. I, I. Should I post a picture of my tonsils? Yes. 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 Is that gross? I'm not yes. a doctor pimple popper. No filter. Love you guys. Thank you. We'll talk <laughs> to you next week. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.